Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am not joined today by my team members, Sharon McNamara and Mary Baker. Mary is doing an open house, and Sharon's actually upstairs, so so maybe she's listening. (laughs) But I am joined by the one and only Tracy Grady. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I might have to turn your microphone up, so if I step away from you, um, sorry. But um, yeah, well, thanks so much. I I think we we planned this yesterday, so that's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Sharon was like, oh, I have to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, well, why don't we see if somebody wants to do the show? And I think Julia might have called you or something and sucked she you into it. She me down, actually. She hunted me down. She was like, I sent you an email like an hour ago, but they really need an answer now. And I'm like, sure, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, I like how she like thought the building was on fire. I was like, yeah. we need to find something. I could have just been talking to myself yep. for an hour. Yep. So what do you think? Yeah. So what do you <laughs> think? All my multiple personalities, I could have been talking to them um well you have joined us before but why don't you take a minute to sort of introduce yourself to all of our listeners who might not know who you are and i'm going to turn your microphone up okay so my name is tracy grady i am the part half member of the grady team uh, here at boston connect real estate my husband jim and i work together um we've been doing it for about seven years now um, and we yeah, love working here. Than me little bit here. Lo- just a little bit longer <laughs> than you. Yeah, just a little bit longer than you. Um, yeah, so it's Jim and I together as a team. We love working together. I know husband and wife teams, everybody's like, how do you spend so much time together? But <laughs> <laughs> you make things like a date day. Yeah, date day. You know, we go on adventure. Yeah, we go on adventures. And yep, yeah. And then go, we have Jim because he has, as he says, I can make it rain, but he's the squeegee that cleans up after me. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. We were talking. Um, we were talking the other day. We had a discussion panel. Um, oh yeah, you were here. Mm-hmm. And um, so on Tuesday, we did this dis- discussion panel with some of our agents, and they just sort of talked about some things that happened to them last year and their transactions, and you know what they learned from it, and um, you know if there's something that they could have improved on or whatever. And the uh, Flynn's uh, Trisha Nick. <laughs> 
were talking and I guess Nick was talking with the Cobrook and the Cobrook said that they wanted to talk to Trish and he was like, you want to talk to Trish? Trish? <laughs> You're out of your mind. So, okay. And, you know, the, the, the transaction wasn't going that well. Yeah. So to talk to Trish, she was the bulldog and, yeah. and um, Nick is the one with the... With the Nick know. is me and the Nick relationship and Trish is Jim in the relationship. Yeah. yeah. So when somebody says to me they want to talk to Jim, I'm like, Mm, I'm not sure that's <laughs> you want to talk to Jim <laughs> oh poor Jim I'm no, we love Jim <laughs> oh no we have to have Jim <laughs> yeah we have to have Jim yeah <laughs> but it, it doesn't always go that way yeah. though yeah. Sometimes. you know it, sometimes it goes really well and <laughs> yeah, everybody exactly. you know, everybody's happy everybody's happy yeah. gets along exactly uh, but we didn't talk about those transactions on Tuesday no we didn't talk about the happy ones so much but there were plenty of happy transactions in 2022 yes. that is yes. for sure yes so um Okay, so yeah, you introduce yourself. I turn your microphone up. But today, um, we are going to be talking about the importance of pulling permits. Correct. So, um, obviously, you would have been the perfect person. (laughs) (laughs) So, why don't you give a little bit of your background and why we sort of only thought of you to join (laughs) on the show today. So, I I started working in the Pembroke Building Department back in 2008, which is how I met Sharon and got into the world of real estate, Mm -hmm. um, working in the building department. So I worked with the building inspectors, the plumbing and gas inspectors, the actual, um, oh my goodness, who had a sealer of weights and measures, so scheduling everybody to go out there. So I was the hands-on person that did all the permitting and talked to all the people in the building department and the people that came in and said, do I need to pull a permit? What if I didn't pull a permit? What happens what what happens? What happens? What happens if you don't pull a permit? So. And what is that asking for uh, forgiveness instead of permission? Pretty much, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the show. <laughs> and there we go. There's the show. You can always go back and pull your permit. Unfortunately, you may get charged double the cost. So yeah. you have to be careful of that. Yeah. Especially on expensive permits. Okay. We, like, let's sort of, I hate to say dumb it down, but like, yes. let's get to every single part of it. So what is a permit? Why would you need a permit? So you're going to need to pull up. So everybody comes in and asks questions. If I replace the cabinets and they're coming in out of my kitchen in the same place that they're going back into my kitchen, do I need a permit? Mm, Technically, no, probably not because there's no actual construction work going on. But I always say pulling a permit, you're better off pulling the permit because it's basically a date and a time stamp of when you did the work and you can prove that the work was done and that a permit was pulled to complete the work and that it was signed off and it was done up to code to whatever the state code is at the time. And you have to remember, state codes do change. So sometimes, like, if you go back 20 years and you pull a permit from 20 years ago, the code back 20 years ago could be completely different from what the code is today. Mm-hmm. So that's important. Nice. Yep. That so, is important. Yeah. <laughs> it's important, yeah. So it's important to pull permits. Um, not you know, not everybody pulls permits, but... So how, how do people get away with not pulling permits? Is it because the town isn't living in your house with you yes. and won't see There are it? no permit police that come knocking at your door. I always say if you Permit police? <laughs> there are no permit police. There's no building police that was, come knocking sure knock Colin knock would have tried it out for a little while <laughs> exactly, before going yeah. to D.C. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Colin would have definitely taken that uh, opportunity. So... Um, I always say if you're not going to pull a permit, make sure you're in really good standing with your neighbors because they'll be the first people to walk into the town (laughs) hall and tell us that you're pulling that at the time, that you are doing work on your house and it doesn't appear you have a permit. So that would definitely incite a building inspector to go to your house, knock on the door, ask you if you're doing work. So I always say if you're not going to pull a permit, make sure that you are, you know, really good friends with your neighbor because nine out of ten times 
the person that's yeah. going to kind of dime you out is going to be the person that <laughs> had to pull a permit to do their work, and they're going to make yeah. sure everybody's being held to the same sta- set of standards. Yeah. So and don't you know. come together as a neighborhood and say, "Listen, Let's I want to do this. I want to do this. Let's yeah. not pull Let's permits. Let's not pull permits because someone will get mad." Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's what's going to happen. But um, um, yeah, yeah. So it is. It's important to pull permit again. Again, date and time stamp. You're just protecting yourself. I think that's the most important thing if you're going to do a project in your house, especially if you're thinking down the line, I'm going to sell my house, it's important to have that date and that timestamp and the person's name that did the work so that the person that's buying your house is confident that you did it the right thing. done right, yeah. Correct. So why do people not pull permits other than like just not wanting to go to town hall? Is it just like they cost, fear? I mean, co- okay, well, there's <laughs> how much is a permit? 50 bucks? It's based on the total cost of the project. It's okay. usually $10 per thousand Okay, of the total cost. I think it's ten. It's been a while, so so if have you to go do back, ten thousand dollars in a renovation, and you don't have a hundred bucks to spend yeah, on a permit, I think you it's probably more shouldn't than 10 be doing. Now that I think about it, I have to think. I have to go back. I should have looked that up today mm. um, to go back. But it's all based on the total cost of the job. Mm-hmm. So anything, yeah, that's probably about right because a standard, a standard permit, and every town is different. Let me preface that. Yeah. Every town is very different. The rules and regulations for the town of Pembroke could be completely different than the rules and regulations for the town of Hanover. And then you also should read the zoning bylaws. and every, They're all different. No town is exactly the same. Yeah. So it's important to understand that every town has all of its own pricing and rules and regulations. A lot of times the towns will call each other to make sure everybody's kind of setting a standard that nobody's going ridiculously yeah. high and nobody's giving them away. So, you know, once in a while you get a call from another town that says, where are you at? Send me your pricing costs. Send me your list. So are people concerned that they won't get permits? Like, that's what I don't understand of why people don't. You have to provide a considerable amount of paperwork, and you have to get quite a few signatures on your permit depending on what you're doing. So there's kind of like a round, it's almost, well, you used to, now we're online with permitting. Most towns are online with permitting, so it does make it a little bit easier. You can go online, fill out your application, and then it'll get it'll go from department to department to department mm-hmm. to be signed off on. Tax collector wants to make sure your taxes are paid. Yeah. That could be a big one. If you want to do a project in your house and you're back on your taxes, you're not going to walk into town hall and be like, hi, Hi, I'm going to spend all this money on this renovation. It's like, why don't you spend your money on your taxes? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The assessor's office signs off because the assessor's office wants to know what everybody's doing in town. That's how your taxes are based. So if you increase the size of your house, you're going to increase your tax base. So the assessor is going to want to know. So when you come in with your project, I'm going to remodel my bathroom. You're going to need to pull pull a permit for the building. You're going to have to get the tax collector to sign off. You're going to have to get the assessor's office to sign off. You have to get um, the, more than likely the deep, the um, Board of Health to sign off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it depends on the, the nature of your project. If it's a very large addition, then you're going to need to, you're going to have to have a zoning approval. Like an in-law. Yeah, an in-law. Yeah. A perfect example. An in-law addition is going to require a zoning hearing in most towns um, to get permission to have an accessory mm-hmm. unit in your house and every town has different rules and regulations about that yeah so you know it has to be an in-law is going to have to be in the town of pembroke example attached cannot be detached cannot be bigger than 800 square feet and you have to yeah. put a separate septic tank in for that unit even yeah. if you have a four bedroom septic system and only three bedrooms in your house you still have to have a separate tank for your in-law mm-hmm. so it's important yeah you know that, so it's that's why you really have to go to the town hall and get your, you know, you want to make sure that you're doing it the right way. 
is it the homeowner that is going and getting the permit or is it the person who's doing the work if you have a general contractor normally they would pull the permit supply the license but as a homeowner you can pull your own permit to do work in your own house and become your own gc and hire whoever you want to hire Mm -hmm. now if uncle charlie is a contractor but he doesn't have a license but you feel comfortable using him you can pull the permit as the homeowner and contract uncle charlie to do the work for Uh you but if somebody has a construction supervisor's license and a home improvement contractor's license they should really be be responsible and should be pulling the permit yeah okay but it's yeah but it, it is okay to have the, i mean if you're just doing a small project again i think it's even more important when you're the homeowner doing the work because you want to make sure that you get it signed off so that whoever comes in later pulls the permit to look to see who did the work will say yeah. you know well i can imagine there's there might be some people out there that say well it's my home i can do what i want with my home so what why would i pull a permit to you know cause a scene and have to do this and this like it's there my are, home i own it i should be able to do it right there are plenty of people out there who don't don't tell me what i can do on my yeah. own property do you want me to fix like this I, for you i feel like i'm like, <laughs> oh yeah that's better oh that's much better yeah, there are plenty of people out there that don't like to be told what to do, and yeah. you, you know they feel like you're sticking your <laughs> nose like in to my be business. Told what to do either? Nobody but likes I don't pull to pull permits. Be told. <laughs> 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 not yet, but someday. Not yet, but not someday, yet. Someday. Someday. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, I'm assuming that now I'm like, oh god, am I blowing up her spot? You're doing some renovations in your home. Yes, and so. I did pull a permit. Okay, good. <laughs> I started to say it, and I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> Did she not? Nope, I absolutely pulled the yeah, permit. You, yeah, you're definitely, you know, changing you know, up are, your house. We are in a full full load doing overdoing doing over our kitchen so yeah. uh we've been without a kitchen since the beginning of september nice. um, we ripped it all out so it's it's a lot of work so it, it, i don't recommend that you do it with small children we've been living out of our dining room for the past three months and cooking in thank you flow god rest your soul gave us every appliance known to man that we can possibly cook in so we haven't been that bad we've yeah. had toaster oven crock pot hot pot we have an air fryer um, yeah, what else do I you mean, really need? I mean, you really can cook almost anything in <laughs> yes. all of those appliances. Although, you do find that some of the cords are really short and you can't plug them yeah. into the wall. So, I'm like, I don't know where to put those. So, and we've done plenty it's nice of eating out. China in the dining room. A lot of takeout. A lot of Christina's takeout on my yeah. way home from work. <laughs> like, what are we having for lunch tomorrow? I'm like, I don't know. Look at the menu. I'll bring someone home. And we'll have that for lunch tomorrow. Um, yeah, it's definitely, it is quite a bit of work we're having every we had everything ripped out our cabinets are back in our hoods in our nice. we just got templated for quartz so we're doing oh, good yeah. we're getting there now getting we're getting there, there now we yeah. were ju- we we're having this debate the other night which do you think you're gonna miss most when you take everything out of your kitchen so we have a refrigerator that we're still using so the stove has been gone and the sink has been gone for three months and jim and i were trying to decide the other night which do you miss more the <laughs> stove or the sink i'm like i think i miss the sink I actually think I miss the sink. Like, you just yeah. have no place to put anything. Yeah. And where we're do doing you, dishes you in our bathroom. Dishes? In the bathroom upstairs. The spare yeah. bath- bathroom upstairs is now the kitchen sink, <laughs> which is like the size of a, you know, like a foot, like a football. So it's yeah. like trying to fit a, an electric fry pan in a small bathroom sink is pretty much it. <laughs> so now Jim is at, because Jim pretty much does most of the dishes. So I'm not going to even try to take credit for doing the dishes. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, let's just do take. I don't feel like cleaning that pan tonight in the small sink. <laughs> 
Yeah, you didn't switch to like paper plates? Oh, we do. No, we have plenty of paper plates. It's the big appliances. It's the electric fry pan. It's the air fryer, the basket. And they're they're big. And you're trying to wash them in the sink. That's the size of a football. What about the bathtub? I've done done that. Jim's like, no, I'm refusing to do the bathtub. But I will do the bathtub. Like, all right, just fill that sucker up, close the door, and yeah. (laughs) Let that soak. That has to soak. I love yeah. that. I love that. <laughs> that, yes. has that has to soak. That's a soaker, Jim. Just let that go. <laughs> oh, no, that's a goner, Jim. You're just going to yeah. throw that away. Yeah, no, no, that's, <laughs> that would be me. Yep, yeah, that's We'll get a new one. <laughs> we'll get a new one. Uh, well, maybe you have it. a dishwasher coming, right? Yeah, we have a dishwasher. Yep, yeah, we have a dishwasher. Yeah, miss the dishwasher. You know, that, that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have Jim, though. So <laughs> you have Jim. Jim's the dish. Everybody unreally understood that he really does do all that. Like, I'm yeah. Yeah, pretty spoiled. Mm. I am pretty spoiled. I think everybody knows that. But That's so funny. Yeah. So, yeah, we're getting to the end of that project. But, yes, we did pull a permit to do yeah. the project. And um, plumbers, you know, mm. we have to have plumbers come in. Plumbers pull permits. Electricians pull permits. Um that's another topic that's a, can a homeowner do their own plumbing? Can they do their own oh. electrical work? Can they? Mm-hmm. Plumbing, no. Absolutely not. You can't install a toilet yourself. You cannot do that yourself. You have to have a licensed plumber do that work. I don't advise anybody touching a gas line on their no, own. That me. needs to be done by a gas technician or a plumber. Um, I don't highly recommend that you do your own electric work in your house. Um, Town of Pembroke does not allow you to do your own electric work as a homeowner uh sometimes it is written that you can i don't recommend that you do that not ever i mean that's a big that's a big undertaking and a lot of times you know house fires people will go back to see if you pulled a permit to do the work in your house god forbid you have a fire in your house they're gonna go back to see if you pulled a permit you didn't eh, your insurance company yeah i was just gonna say wouldn't the insurance company want you to pull a permit and have a professional do these work yes yeah, I think it's imp- really important to have a plumber and electrician licensed, pull a permit to do the work in your house. Yeah, it, that's just hands down. And if you need anybody, we know we, we've, <laughs> we've got them. Yeah. We've got them. You just we call got a guy. <laughs> I got a guy. We got a guy. Got a guy. Um, yeah. So, well, yeah. to get back to your kitchen, yeah. I I've seen it uh, in disarray, but it yeah. looked like it was going to be nice. It's going to be nice. <laughs> so what I can't I can't wait. So Thanksgiving was not at your house. Thanksgiving, <laughs> you did not cook. Christmas was not at our house. We have not had a major holiday since oh uh, I think yeah no Fourth of July maybe yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, yeah. But Fourth of July, you barbecue, so it's kind of easy. Yeah, the yeah. barbecue thing is great, except when it's really cold outside and it's dark. It's like not summertime. Yeah. But you can cook. I mean, we do a lot of cooking on the grill, but yeah, yeah it's kind of cool. Can't fit that in the bathroom sink. No, the grill doesn't <laughs> fit in the bathroom sink. And then it just becomes like, all right, what are we eating now? What are we eating today? It just yeah. becomes so tight. I cannot wait to get our, yeah. our range in. I'm like so excited <laughs> to cook. I can't wait. We went to my son's house in D.C. at Christmas time, and I baked in the oven, and I was able to cook, oh and we gosh. made calzones. And Jim looks at me, do you remember how to cook? I <laughs> It's coming back, but it was So when is it going to be complete? Oh, that's a tough call. Our appliances we ordered in January of 2022. Mm -hmm. We still don't have our appliances, our range, and our refrigerator. Are they coming from another planet? I have to be honest, the range is in the warehouse, so we can pick that up, but unfortunately we're still waiting for some cabinet, and the countertops have to go in before the range can go in. But it's in stock, and it's in the warehouse, which is huge, so that's a year. And then the refrigerator is due in in March. What's taking so long? Chain. Everybody's going to tell you it's going to be the post-COVID 
delay of Everyone getting appliances. New appliances. I, well, I do think a lot of it, like even when I was still working at the building department during COVID, I think you either sat in your house and said, I'm going to renovate my house and I'm going to make it look like a million dollars. I have all this time. I'm going to be home. Let's do it now while I'm home. Yeah. Or you looked around your house and you were like, there's no way I'm staying here for the next yeah. two or three years. Yeah. Let's sell it. Because yeah. the market was great during COVID, which I thought it was going to be a standstill market and the world was going to come to a standstill. Yeah. And, on, and instead, it like it went crazy. The market went nuts. Yeah. So I think people sat in their house and they were like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be here. I can't stay here. I'm not used to being in my house this long and I'm looking around and I don't, I don't think I want to stay here. I'm going to sell it. Yeah. And buy something else. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping that saw. more people right now are thinking. Oh, I think I, I don't think I want to stay here. I, I don't want to stay get, here. We yeah. need some more inventory. We definitely need some inventory, people on the market. All price ranges. All price ranges. No, Everything. no, no price is too low. No price is too high. We yeah. just need some inventory. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what are we talking today? I mean, it may have changed, but was five houses on the market in Pembroke? Five. Maybe. Maybe. Five. Maybe. <laughs> Usually there is anywheres up to sixty days worth of inventory on the market at any given time. Back in the back in the real days. Back <laughs> back in the, back you in know, the old days. Back in the olden days before COVID. Um, yeah, you would have, you know, anywhere between thirty to sixty days worth of inventory on the market. Now we have like four and five houses. So yeah. if you're thinking about selling your home, <laughs> I'm telling you now is the time now. because the inventory is very low and there are still buyers out there that are actively yeah. looking. Yes actively looking. I have a young couple that's been looking for over a year. They've made offers and didn't get accepted mm. during the crazy times. Yeah. And now we're out looking at houses that are, I'm like, eh, yeah, I mean, it's nice, but it's, it's nice. you don't have a lot of choice here. And yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So if you're thinking, if you're now thinking. is the time. Don't wait. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh, wait till the spring market. I'm like, no, yeah. don't wait for the spring market. There are buyers out there right now and there's not a lot of competition for the seller. So if you really yeah. want to sell it, this is the time to do it. And honestly, like all week, it's pretty much been like spring weather. So like, why not put your house on the market now? I don't think winter's, uh, I'm going to say not go, like, yeah. as it's snowing outside right now. Yeah, but, yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. But it's been pretty, yeah, pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. I, um, well, it, where was I going with that? <laughs> we're talking about the weather. I we're short talking about it for a second. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sharon always says that like the spring market actually starts like the Monday after the Super Bowl, Super Bowl which I, I feel like the Super Bowl. Did I read that it's on the twelfth? Yeah, it's later. Late? It was late last year too. Yeah, it wasn't the first weekend in February last year. It okay, was the yeah. second weekend. Yeah. So the second weekend in February. Um, and honestly, like I, I, I. I want it to start before then because yeah. I feel like February 12th is so late. So right now, like, let's start the spring market. I now. say get it going. Let's, yeah. let's go. I say get, you know, get it started. <laughs> Don't wait. Yes, I do believe the spring market starts right after Super Bowl. That's usually when people start to get, you know, serious about putting their house on the market and start talking about yeah. it. But I wonder if that's the case around the country or is it just us? A New England thing? Yeah. I don't know. I, I want to know. know. Now I'm going to have to do some research. I'm going to have to ask my friends who live in other states. Yeah. What's your spring market? When's your spring market start? And they're like, what? Because they're not in real estate. And like, <laughs> or Florida's like, we don't really have what? a spring market. I yeah. mean, we're 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 happy down here all the time. Yeah, yeah. I know. Well, I was yeah. the first person I thought of is my friend Stephanie, but she lives in Florida. Her husband and two kids. They own a house, and I don't think they plan on moving anytime soon. So they might not know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they they might not. You're they right. They might not correct. know. Yeah. Um, and they live in like one of those communities where like every house looks like the next one. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. a you know they're yeah. all like the the gated. Um, gated communities on the golf courses and stuff so nice. they all look like each other and yep. 
they're a lot less than up here. They but yeah. I'm just like, what? Yeah, so um, and I, don't I don't know if they when have a spring spring market. market. Yeah. You don't know either. That's yeah, cool. if you experience spring all year round, <laughs> give us a call. A <laughs> give us a call. <laughs> yeah, but if you do have any questions, we will get back to permitting. I know we're like squirreling here right now, but if you have any questions about permitting or just want to talk to us, you can call the studio at seven eight one eight three seven four nine zero zero, and um, we might be able to answer your question. We might not. <laughs> it's a possibility. <laughs> it's a possibility. Okay, okay. Um, let's look back at our a little agenda here, yeah, Julia. Julia worked so she hard did, I on know. this. She was like, if you have any tips or anything, I'm like, oh, okay. So, yeah, we can definitely um, do that. Yeah, when you get your permit, it has to be clearly posted in the window. Oh, uh, yes. So that when the building inspector drives by, when when your neighbor dimes yeah. you out, they can see that you have a bright orange, yellow, green, whatever. It's usually a yeah. very bright neon card. Yeah. And it should be posted in the window or it should be on site someplace How safe. long does it have to be in that window? Because I'm just thinking. till the we, project's complete. Okay, because we have one in our window, so everyone knows I live with Mary and, and Sam um, for the time being, and uh, there is there is a thing in the window, but I feel like it might have been for the solar panels. Okay. But yep. they're up. You absolutely so, like, need, yep, do you they definitely need to need. still, does the thing need to still be on the window? After it gets signed off, after the building inspector and the electrical inspector inspect the solar, um, then it should be basically the building inspector comes out to inspect the roof to make sure that there wasn't any, you know, they'll go into the attic space where mm. the solar panels are put in to make sure that there are no nails coming through the top of the roof. That's basically, you know, yeah. you just don't want any holes in your roof. Um, building inspector will do that. And then the wiring inspector will inspect the electrical to make sure it's done properly. As soon as it's signed off, you're good. You can just file the permit away. Mm. Okay. Yep, you'll probably take it down. Yeah. Or Although I will say, sometimes solar does take a little while. Are, is everything installed and up and running? Mm. You don't. Yeah, uh, yeah you I, I was told that the big switch happened. So, <laughs> oh, so there you go. <laughs> so yeah, it's probably time to get that signed off. And it's important, you know, to get your permit. And no, it's not just important to pull the permit. It's important to follow up with the contractor and make sure you get your final sign offs. Depending on what the you know, pending what the project is. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm in a group chat right now with the people I live with, and Holly, who uh, is Sam's mom, yep. said that there's a fox in our backyard, and um, so I guess he's a fluffy guy. So, but we have Dexter, so we have to make sure that oh, you know, yeah. Dexter doesn't go out there and get into a fight. Yep. Well, um, we have that now. She's saying, yeah. although she's afraid of her own shadow. So. Uh, well, I think Dexter would be <laughs> the fox. I think my cat would go after it, and oh. then my cat would. Probably yep. be beat up exactly. By that yeah, fox. Let's, not go, let's not do the fight. <laughs> let's, not, let's not do the fight, Zoe. Let's not. Um, okay, so okay, why should you pull a permit? We already went through that stuff. It's um, important. Yeah, I mean, there are plenty of people that don't. Let's talk a little bit about. I'm going to buy a house. I go to the building department. I pull the jacket. The jacket is a file that mm -hmm. the building department keeps um, with all of the permits that have been pulled over the years. The best of their ability. I mean, it's a paper file. Um, in the case of the town of Pembroke, there was a very terrible fire in 1978, and most of the files were compromised. So anything prior to 1978, it's kind of hard to say whether there was a permit pulled or not pulled. Um, and some of the paperwork did... I mean, you can pull, open up the jacket, the folder, and you can see burnt edges mm -hmm. on the edge of some of the paperwork. Wow. So, yeah. Um, so it's... A lot of times when people are buying a house, they're going to go in, they're going to pull the jacket on the address, and they're going to see all the permits that have been pulled. Mm -hmm. So now let's say that you didn't pull a permit. You did a project. You did your basement over. You did it yourself. You didn't pull a permit. Does that mean you shouldn't buy the house because a permit wasn't pulled? No. That's, yeah. you know, 
yes, they should have pulled a permit. You can, you know, ask them questions about the project. Henceforth, the importance of having a home inspection. Home inspector goes in. He can't see through the walls, but the house is still standing. The room looks nice. It doesn't mean you shouldn't buy the house. Yeah. It just means the person didn't pull a permit to do the work. Is it the right thing? No, it's not. But it doesn't mean the work wasn't done properly. I mean, yeah. if you go in and there's a sagging ceiling and you're looking, I mean, it's pretty obvious when something yeah. hasn't been done right as opposed to when it is. Yeah. I, we've been talking about it on the show, like, you know, home inspections are back. Home inspections <laughs> then, are back. You know, not everybody's waving them anymore. Um, but when you're at your home inspection, you know, the home inspector will say, oh, you know, this obviously is an addition or this is, you know, something that has... A deck, whatever. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, you know, they might say, oh, you might want to see if there's a permit or there might be this or... Um, but your agent should be the one asking, yep. you know, if there's any permits for any of these things. Yep, um, to make sure that they were permitted. Well, yeah, when you, we usually ask people that did work in their house, did you pull permits to do the work? Mm-hmm. I usually take them at face value. I don't always go in and check the jacket to make sure that the permits are pulled. If the homeowner tells me they pulled a permit, as far as I'm concerned, they pulled a permit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what I was thinking of when you said that there was a fire, what, in 1978? 1978, right after the blizzard. So, do you, do you have people that go in and say, oh, I think there was work done on my house in 1968, yep. and I want to see the permit? Yep. What? Yep. Oh, absolutely. We have people that go From through the, the files. Yeah, and there are pap- there's paperwork that goes pretty far back in some of the files that didn't get compromised in the fire. Well, and what are you going like, to do if something was wrong in the 60s? Or who are you going to go after? Technically, it's not really going to matter because the code's probably changed 10 yeah. times over. So the work was done to code in 1968 mm-hmm. does not mean that it's meeting the standards of today. Yeah. So it just means that it was done correctly at the time. And more than likely, it has not failed. Because yeah. it was done to code at the time. So, okay, so my question about that is is when the codes change and somebody goes and they they come into a house and say, oh, that's not up to code, is, can the can the sort of not, what's the word? Um, like, I'm going to say back to you, well, it was up to code when it, ha- when it was put in. Yep. Does it need to be up to the current code or? Code at the time that the work yeah. was done. So now if you start doing work, Again, it's got to be brought up to this code. If you're working on that specific item, yeah. it's going to have to be brought up to today's code. Yeah, yeah, mm. yep. Mm. What what's like what's a common thing that that could happen? Uh, let's see, electrical um, decks changed um, probably decks changed? ten or twelve years ago. You can't notch out a deck, which. Let me tell you right now. I don't even know how to read a ruler. So the, the, the that they that? let me lose, they let me work in the building department was amazing at the time. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna be honest with you people right now. I'm uh, not a ruler. I'm kind not of a ruler. I'm not a ruler girl. And I'm like a half inch, quarter inch, and all the builders look at me like you don't understand. I'm like, no, I don't. But that's not my job. <laughs> that's not my job. I don't do the work. I just <laughs> give the permits. So years ago, I mean nails change. There were, um, you know, 20 years ago, you could just use a regular straight nail in a deck. And now you need to use a screw nail because it'll last longer and it attaches stronger. It's more of a connection. Uh, things so of that like nature. Safety issues? Safety issues. Um, you go underneath a deck in the way that it's braced. There's a whole... There's a whole section, most towns have it online, on how to build a deck now because those rules and regulations changed drastically probably 10 years yeah, ago. Yeah, you can't just have, like, little supports in the all the four corners. You can no, have something yeah. in the middle. And almost the first thing every building, every um, building inspector, not building inspector, but a home inspector will do is if there's a deck on the house, the first thing they're going is underneath that deck to mm-hmm. see how it's supported underneath and to see if it's attached 
to the house. A lot of times they were detached from the house, so there was a little space in between. Yeah. But now it needs to be somehow screwed into the house. Yeah. And not screwed into a um, rotted piece of the house. Correct. (laughs) Yep. 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 Laws. I mean, electrical code changes quite a bit. A couple of years ago, you needed to have a ground line in the foundation. It didn't need to be there, let's say, 20. I don't know. I'm dating myself now. I worked there for 13 years. I don't think 20 is far enough back. Say 25, 30 years ago, you didn't necessarily have to have the ground wire in the foundation, but now it is a must. You Mm -hmm. have to have a ground wire in the foundation. So those are some of the things, little things that change. And that's the responsibility of the electrician is to stay up on the current codes. And they have to go to um, classes to get their credits updated and to be updated when the code book changes. They need to go to code classes. So, so who, it's a lot. Who has to go to these code classes? The electricians. The, the electricians. electricians so the plumbers the, when the code changes. Yeah. So when the people, the people who are actually doing the work needs to have these licenses. But yes. what if you use somebody who isn't licensed? Can you you can still pull pull a permit for somebody who's not licensed to do the work? Or? Yes, as a build, not as a plumber. You okay. cannot pull a permit. Not as a plumber. Not as a plumber. And I would argue the point as an electrician as well. I just yeah yeah that makes me nervous. <clears throat> yep, I, I saw that never. yesterday. I saw in the whatever we had here. I saw that it said electrical didn't need to be. But uh, trust me, you you want a licensed electrician. You don't want anybody doing wiring in your house. Yeah, um, I, I would be nervous. Yeah. I would be nervous too. Yeah. Because I would gonna guess that's probably one of the top ten reasons of house fires is gonna be something electrical that goes awry and you just wanna make sure that you have somebody, you know, that's licensed to do the work. Yeah. Cause and I would I, yeah, sorry to cut you off, no. but like I would think that okay, so what if there was a fire and your insurance like knows that you just did work, they're gonna ask you know, they're going to see where the nature of the fire was, and yeah. if that was what was worked on, then yeah, they're going to go back and make sure that you pulled a permit to do yeah. the work. If a permit was required, and use somebody who's to do licensed, yes, yeah. somebody who's licensed. Yeah, you can't. No, and you cannot. So a builder, as a builder, you can hire whoever you want to do the work in your house, and you can pull the permit as the homeowner. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Uncle Charlie, somebody who is licensed, somebody who's not licensed, somebody you trust is going to come in. They're going to do the work for less money. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. You, as the homeowner, have become your own GC, and you're taking responsibility for the work that they do. Yeah. So when the building inspector comes out to inspect the work, you know, it's going to be on your shoulders, not the person that's doing the work, because you've taken that burden off of them. Yeah. So you do a lot of new construction. Yes. 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 So has anyone ever asked you, so like a buyer has come in, have they ever asked you about who's the one doing all the work? Are they licensed or anything? Like, do you get any of those questions or are they more focused on the way that the house looks? It's more focused on the way that the house, I'm sure that the builders that we work with do get that question. Like, Mm -hmm. But it's pretty clear that new construction, you get a whole list of the contractors right up front. So you know who you're working with. What we get a lot with new construction is, my dad is a licensed plumber. Can can my dad do the work? Um, And the only downside of that, yes, it's fine. Dad can do the work. It's definitely going to save you money. We're not trying to, you know, get you to use our plumber. Mm -hmm. The problem usually comes in is that dad or uncle charlie are doing this on the side so they're going to do it on their time because they're not really charging you yeah and that could affect the timeline of the builder who has a set timeline yeah the builder wants you know your plumbing is going to get done on this these three days electrician's going to come in for the next three days if dad can't get there till the following weekend now you're upsetting the builder's schedule yeah so you have to kind of be aware that yes we can save you some money let the let the family member do the work but 
this is the timeline and they need to keep to our I timeline. I feel like it's more like understanding if like the builder is doing like one build or two builds, like the onesie twosies, but like yep. the whole, when they're doing a big a development, develop- yeah. I feel like the answer is most likely going to be no because A, they're on a schedule. They yep. have, you know, 50 homes to build. Yep. And B, they're trying to get out a product that yeah. is consistent. Consistent. And how can you put out a product that's consistent if you're not using the same people right. on every house? And our builder that we use all the time has a set crew that he has probably, I'm going to say, 25 to 30 years. Yeah. The same people. We know when they're going to be there. You know what their work ethic is. Yeah. They keep a clean job site. Everything is neat as a pin. It's tough to give up that control, especially for the builder, because, again, he's giving you an expectation of a date that we're going to be done. And I will say he keeps to it. But when you add that factor in, like, oh, Mm -hmm. my dad's an electrician and Mm -hmm. he wants to save us some money and he wants to wire it. And I'm sure it's fine. That's that's yeah, that's fine. But, you know, maybe maybe do like the. like the standard package or something and then when you move in upgrade there to you go. certain yeah. things and yeah, then there's that's something when you, you want done it. Yeah. exactly yep. um, you know change up the light fixtures or update it's the panel lot, yeah. or whatever but I get it it's a lot of money and yeah. if they can see you know it saves you a considerable amount of money it's hard to give that up yeah and it really is but it's hard, it's, but I get it, you know. But but also, people are, you know, and by people I mean builders are trying to put out a product that yeah. will last for a long yeah. time. And if, if they've been working with the same people for 25, yeah. 30 years, they know that they have a. And then a they wonder why. And then it's like, well, now I have to get an extension because yeah, because the person you wanted to do the work. Because Uncle Charlie. Us. Do you have an Uncle, Uncle Charlie? Charlie? Because I you keep bringing it up. Know, and you brought it up on like, Tuesday, too. I did? Yeah. That must be my go-to name. No, I do not have an Uncle Charlie. I've never had an Uncle Charlie, and I have a lot of aunts and uncles, but Aren't I don't there, have an Uncle Charlie. Isn't that like Charlie. a breakfast place, Uncle Charlie's? Isn't that in Weymouth? Isn't it the Charlie Horse? No. Okay. I don't think the Charlie Horse is around anymore. I think it's Oh, no, I think the one in Kingston's still open. Oh, maybe Kingston. But I think Uncle Charlie's might be a Yes, the one in place. Kingston is alive and well. There we go. Uh, it's alive <laughs> and well. There we go, too. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't... I, I haven't been to the Charlie Horse in a very, very, very long time. Yep, no, me either. No. Nope. Um, so, what happens if you don't pull a permit? What are what are the... You roll your eyes like... Oh, I'm uh, like, well, you know, I'm not one of those... <laughs> I, you know... I know, not a permit police. Having worked in the building department, you know, I always recommend... Pull the permit. It's better to just pull the permit, do a basic permit, a $500, do you know, the 500 is the basic. Um, that's the lowest. So we charge $50 in the town of Pembroke. Every town is different. Your basic permit could be $50, $60, $75. could be 100 Depends on every town. If you don't pull the permit, I mean, nobody's really the wiser. Fly below the radar. Don't, you know, don't make a big... I wouldn't pull a big backhoe into your yard and expect yeah. nobody to call or nobody Put to it notice. Put and yeah, nobody's exactly. going to notice. Nobody's going to notice that you're... Party. Yeah, because usually that's the first thing. Somebody's like, hey, my neighbor's putting in a pool and nobody contacted me. Aren't I supposed to be contacted? Well, A, it's not your yard, so... Yeah. No. Why would they be contacted? Zoning comes into play with many things. Additions. There are setbacks. Every town has different setbacks. Um, town of Pembroke, just for an example, 40 feet from the street. 20 feet from the side lot line, 25 from the rear lot line, 10 from your septic tank, 20 from your leaching field. So anything you're going to build has to meet those guidelines and setbacks. So you need some land. (laughs) So you need a little bit of land. You You don't don't need a lot of land. land. But, you know, you don't need a lot of land, but you definitely need to meet those setbacks. If you don't mean those setbacks, meet those setbacks. Doesn't necessarily mean you can't have what you're asking for. You have to now ask permission from the Zoning Board of Appeals, and you need to submit... 
um, an application explaining what you want to do. Then you'll have a hearing. There's a 20-day appeal period. At the end of 20 days, if nobody comes in and says, no, I don't want that. And it doesn't mean you don't get it. More times than not, you do get to do what you want to do, and you've asked permission to do it so that nobody can come back and say, I did not know yeah. that they were putting that in. So that's when you can get yourself in trouble. If you put something in and it's close to the lot line, you, you could have somebody come and say, you need to take it down. Yeah. Well, I would think that like something like a pool, like that causes noise now. So would yeah. that, could that be like a noise? No. No? No. Oh, no. So noise doesn't... Noise, well, noise definitely comes into play, but it's got to be pretty yeah. loud for noise. <laughs> I've had plenty they, of noise. They put it in the grotto and it's like a constant... <laughs> you know waterfall i could write a book on all the times that somebody came walking through the door of the building department and said my neighbor i don't want to get anybody in trouble but i'm like well then you need to stop talking right now why are you here exactly because because it sounds like you're going to get somebody in trouble and the minute you start talking you can't take it back yeah my neighbor put up a shed and it's definitely closer than my lot line and i'm like and here we go okay so now i gotta send somebody out really so sheds sheds are an interesting thing in the town of pembroke um, I think every town is pretty close. 200 square feet or less does not require a permit. Uh, does not mean it does not mean to meet setbacks. It still needs to be 20 feet from the side lot line, 25 from the rear. But it also needs to be anchored to the ground somehow with a staking system. So or a fly away fly- to the neighbor's yard. Because ideally, if the wind gets that high, the first thing that's going to fly away is a light shed. Yeah. <laughs> Although most people put... Most people would put a snowblower or a lawnmower, lawnmower or something. something. So, I mean, I think it's pretty weighted down. But a lot of times it's on a pad, and the structure is around the pad. Mm-hmm. So even though you've got the lawnmower and everything in there, it's just sitting on the cement pad. It's not going to hold the structure around. Yeah. So that's why it needs to be anchored to the ground. Mm. But you don't need a permit for less than 200 square feet. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of times people come in, do I need a permit? It's like, well, you don't. But I have to tell you, you still need to meet your setbacks. Yeah. And you still need to have it anchored to the ground somehow. Because someone will come in here and rat you out. Your neighbor is coming in (laughs) if they see that shed go up and it's 192 square feet. Yeah. And they're going to come in and I'm going to say, well, it's less than 200 square feet. They don't need a permit. However, you do still need to meet the setbacks. Yeah. And And the code. Have you, uh, when you were at Town Hall, did you ever know of anybody who had to like stop what they were doing or rip out what they were doing or something because they didn't build it to code yes. or they didn't okay yeah it's gotta move it. you gotta move it decks decks um a lot of them were decks over septic systems like people just didn't understand uh, the fact that yeah. you can't install a deck and not have access to your septic system <laughs> yeah i mean a hatch probably through the deck a lot of people did that um things to that nature sheds there's definitely been a few sheds it's usually yeah, there's a lot of stories. There's a lot. Of, it's just <laughs> you're like I have PTSD from that. <laughs> I do kind of have a little like when we were talking about this yesterday. I'm like, ooh, this is like a flashback back to uh, when people would come into the building. Yeah, we've had oh gosh, yeah, fences. Fences are another big one. You oh yeah, do so. not need a permit for a fence. Oh, and you can technically put it directly on your property line. However when you go to the town hall, they're going to recommend to you the fence should be within your property within six feet to a foot, six mm-hmm. inches to a foot, within your property, so you can maintain both sides of the fence. Uh-huh. So that way you're not stepping on your neighbor's property 
and you know insinuating you know yeah. trespassing by saying well I'm just cleaning off my fence over here but I'm standing <laughs> on your property I can't see I'm just gonna clean it off yeah, and more <laughs> than likely and a lot of times fences go up to put you in the distance from your neighbor who you no longer want to talk to or speak to and that just starts World War Three and or just say oh I got a dog and yeah. I want to be able to let it run around run around free in the yard but usually the Are neighbor knows it's coming fence? yes yeah we got to put a fence around the pool yeah so yeah we're just gonna oh, put a fence around the pool ta- so hand over you have to put a fence around your pool too okay so pools i'm like a big advocate so you pools. also put in I'm a pool, pool thing. i also put in a pool yeah, yeah. not just yeah. the kitchen no no you if you're gonna do pool. it you might as well just drop the bomb inside <laughs> and outside of your house so now our yard looks like a, like a nuclear <laughs> bomb has gone off um pools pools are a big one um I'm a big advocate for pools. The building inspector used to say to me, not on my watch do I want to wake up in the morning and find out that something, somebody, somebody drowned yeah. in a pool because it was not installed properly. Mm-hmm. And you'll have people that will argue this point with you. Um, pools need to have a gate around them. I'm sorry, a fence around the pool, four feet high, um, that opens towards you, not into the pool area. Yeah, so if so somebody fell into the go. pool. And if your yard is fenced in, you need to have an audible detector on your door that leads out to the pool area. So every time somebody opens a door that leads directly out to the pool area, you get an audible chime that lets you know somebody's coming and going. Mm-hmm. So, which is important. I mean, little kids. Yeah. It, it, they don't tell you, and I watched uh, many a special on it. It's, um, you got to be really careful. Kids have a way of getting themselves into situations and into pool areas, so don't be that person. Yeah. Don't be that person. Have your fence up. Make sure that your neighbors don't have access to your pool. Sometimes we send building inspectors out, and literally there's no fence around the pool. It's like you, you have to protect this pool. Yeah. Some You don't know, and you hope that it never happens, but it's actually one of the leading causes of death in children Yeah, is drowning. Yeah, so. my cousin um, actually she drowned in a hot tub, but oh. she she's she lived, um, but yeah, she was in the hospital for a, a while. Yeah, um, but yeah, just be aware of the codes. Yeah. yeah, be aware of the codes. If you're putting in a pool, check to see what your town code is. Most towns go by the state code, which is going to be a pool around the pool, a, a fence around the pool area, mm-hmm. a gate that opens towards you, a fence around the yard with a gate that opens towards you. And then any door that opens to the pool area should have an audible alarm on it. That's yeah. the code. That's the that's st- the code. That's the code, baby. And so, I'm a stickler for that one. So As the building inspector, I don't want to wake up in the morning yeah. and be that person that's like, oh yeah, I inspected that pool, but I missed it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I would not want that on my conscience. Yeah. After we leave, you detach the audible alarm that you're called to do yeah. it. But it, when we signed off on it, you had an audible alarm. or Your alarm system works great, whatever. I mean, if you already have an alarm system, your doors are probably already chimed, so that's all good to go. Mm-hmm. So it's not yeah. like you have to invest a ton of extra So money. you're going to do a fence around your pool, and then are you going to do a fence around your... No. No, just going to do the a fence pool. around the pool. Yep. Have it open to the deck and then a lock on the... So it'll open towards us and then it'll have a lock on it. Mm-hmm. Self-locking, self-latching. So when the gate swings back closed, it automatically locks and latches. That's also a state code. Mm. Wow. People will argue the point with you. Like, <laughs> But those are my state codes and that's what I tell people. I'm like, that. D- just don't take a chance. Yeah. Why would you Why risk would you the opportunity? Do, yeah. Yeah, because don't you do don't that. like the way that the door swings? Yeah, Come exactly. Because so it's, it's, it's not convenient. Yeah. yeah, Have the gate open towards you because little kids can get into 
you know, they can get themselves. And if kids want to get into a pool area, whether you have an audible alarm or whether you have a gate that let, I'm sure they're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. But hopefully they're older and able to swim. Yeah. Yeah. Let, yeah, let so, us pray. Yep, so that's a biggie for me. Yeah. Pools. So, pools, additions, sheds, all require permits. Mm-hmm. All require permits. I'm, Electrical I'm permit. surprised at a fence. I don't know why. I'm surprised at a fence that you don't. You do need a zoning if it's higher than six feet. Anything less than six feet does not require why? a permission because it becomes more like a structure as it gets higher. So anything over six feet mm. is more like a, like a, mm. it's a high fence. Yeah. And your neighbor could be kind of irritated by it. It's high. It's a high fence. It's a high fence. Six feet. That's the rule. I don't make the rules. I just try to read them and try to enforce them and remember Well, I would think that, like, you know, maybe it's because the birds, you know, they're just, like, they'll fly right into it if it's over six feet. (laughs) We have bats. A lot of bats in our backyard. We do have a lot of bats around here. Because, like, we have the pool, and then there's, you know, trees over it or whatever. And um, in the summertime, like, when we're in the pool at night, like, because we're so hot, we're, like, jump in the pool, there's bats that swoop down And you're like, look how pretty these birds are. Yeah, we're like, wow, look at that. And all of a sudden, there's a bat. And we're like, yeah, we gotta go. That is not a bird. (laughs) We gotta go. That is not a bird. That's a bat. A bird. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if we had a six-foot fence, it might whack it into yeah, it. There you go. <laughs> six-foot fence. Six-foot fence. Yeah. Um, no, but we did have an owl go into the um, into the um, the volleyball net. Oh, that's yeah. right. I remember that. Yeah. Mary and Sam had to call it the wildlife whatever, and they came and rescued. Well, somebody came and, like, took it because it was all wrapped in the net, so they cut, cut them yeah, out of the didn't net. Didn't you have to keep it till the But Mary had to bring it all the way down to the Cape, wherever, no. I don't know, Barnstable or wherever, and bring it to, like, the sanctuary or whatever. And they were supposed to bring it back and, like, like release it yep. where, where it was down, <laughs> but no one ever called us back. So we were like, what? What happened to it? What happened? What happened? <laughs> what happened to it? We may have to call them and say, what happened to our owl? Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> um, we just have a couple more minutes left. So anything else? Well, what are some, anything roofs. that we didn't talk about? Roofs? Roofs. I think roofs are important to get a permit for a roof. I mean, a yeah. lot of times building inspectors are not going to climb up on your roof to check to make sure that the work was done properly because yeah. it's probably just more of a safety hazard. But it's really important for when you're selling your house to have that date and time stamp in the name of the company that did the roof and make sure that the warranty can be transferred over. That's a biggie. What about, this just popped into my head, what about when you're taking a structure down? Do you need so, to have a permit for that? Yep, a demo permit. Yep, okay. a demo permit. I was just thinking, like, you know, what if you bought a house and it, it had a detached garage, but, like, you knew that it was, like, rotted and needed to come down, and you just knock it down or a shed? Or- you have to actually get a sign-off from the Board of Health on that to make sure that there's no asbestos or anything that's uh, going to go up into the air mm-hmm. on that one. And the other one you need to check with is a conservation, because you want to make sure that you're not taking something down that's near conservation land and some of that. Where material like an endangered could, turtle living in it. Exactly. Yeah, endangered <laughs> turtle, endangered, um, you know, what do they call them? Cat nine tail. You just don't want anything that's going to be, you know, asbestos like that's going to go into the water, into the ground, that's near conservation mm-hmm. land. So they just want to make sure that you, you know, you're doing it the right way. Put up a silt fence, put up, you know, hay bales to stop any of that yeah. from happening. So you just, you need to sign off from conservation. Depends on how big it is. If you're taking down a shed, you wouldn't necessarily need a demo permit for that. But if you're taking down a garage, a structure, you absolutely need sign off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Demo permit. Yeah. I would think, oh, I didn't even think of like asbestos or anything that could go into the air. Yeah. So you just need that to make sure. It could be a hazard. <laughs> it could be a hazard. It could so you be need a to be. Yeah. So, oh yeah. yeah. So. Oh. Hmm. 
Hmm. There's a lot to think about. There's a lot. Every day, somebody would come walking in my door and ask me a question. I'm like, God, I thought I had all the answers, but not to that one. That's a unique one. <laughs> what about painting? No. No, no permits for painting. No, pa- no yeah. permits for painting. No permits for yard work, landscaping. But what if you live in like a, um, a part of town that's like part, um, what are we in right now? Histor- uh, historic. Yeah, like historic. Well, you're in center protection here, which is okay. completely, it doesn't make it not historic. It's center protection. It's its own district. Okay. And then there's the historic district. Oh, good. And then there's if you so are in different the, districts. There are. And there are a lot of overlay districts that could be a business B historic district or a residential A historic district. Oh, okay. So, that's a lot. Yeah. That's so, a lot for me on so a Saturday morning. That's <laughs> districts and then there are there are um, historical homes. The individual home itself is deemed yeah. historic, yeah. which has its own set of rules. And then there's the historic district where you could have a house that was built in 2008 but it's actually in the historic district so you got to meet those guidelines. It's okay, still, where can anybody find all this information? Town Hall, baby. You get everything you need to know. You actually you can go a, online. You need a Tracy Grady in your life. Town of Pembroke, town of Hanover, town of anybody, you'd be amazed by what you can learn yeah. by going on the site you can get, you know, you can go to the assessor's office, you can see lots of land. Yeah. There's so much better. I'm a big advocate of just going there and, like, hearing yeah. it firsthand because if you read something, like, you could interpret it oh. a certain way. <laughs> so I'm, I'm always like, I want to just go to town hall and, and talk about that. I think we have, like, two or three minutes left. So okay. why don't we give you a chance to give your contact information to all of our listeners. So okay. if anybody has any questions about real estate or permits or anything, they want you to build their you house can personally. Give us a call. The great idea. You can reach the Grady team at, you can reach me at 617-620-8484 or you can reach my husband Jim at 617-842-4019. Give a little plug to our house in in Marshfield. We have a beautiful piece of land at 719 Ferry Street in Marshfield that we're going to build a brand new home on. Uh, KG Development is doing the building, so give us a call if you're interested in building brand new. It's a beautiful design, plenty of time to put your own spin on it. Um, yeah, yeah, and there's beautiful. permits, and there's permits. <laughs> there's already permits <laughs> pulled on permits. this one, so we're already good on this one. The permits already been pulled, and so yeah, if you have any interest, 719 Ferry Street, um, heading down towards Hummerock. It's a beautiful location, really close to the beach. Yeah, nice. Yeah. When's the completion for that? Do they um, already start the building? They are starting to clear the land this week. So oh, we're good. Clearing the land. Clearing the land. So this is right at the beginning. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> our music. But thanks so much, oh, Tracy. I thanks. had so much fun. It's always I so, much, so fun. much fun with you. Always you're always down to morning. yeah. You're always yeah. down to come and hang out with me on Saturday mornings. Eight fifteen. Come in, Tracy. Okay, <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, and thank you everybody for listening. If you want to listen to any of our past shows, talkrealestateroundtable.com or bostonconnect.com. Okay, bye. Thank you. Bye, Tim. Bye, Tim. Bye-bye. FM Marshfield, WBMS Brockton.